Lo predique a corro en esta noche. Segundo de Samuel, capítulo 7, versículo 1 a 3. I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Second Samuel, chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. Segundo de Samuel, capítulo 7, versículo 1 a 3. Second Samuel, chapter 7, verses 1 to verse 3. Second Samuel chapter 7, starting in verse 1. And it came to pass, when the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Reconoció que cuando ya era rey, habitaba en su casa. Después que Jehová la había dado reposo de todos sus enemigos en derredor, dio al rey al profeta Natán, Mira ahora, yo habito en casa de Cedro, y el arca de Dios está entre cortinas. Natán dijo al rey, anda, y haz todo lo que está en tu corazón, porque Jehová está contigo. We'll read just a little bit further in the passage, continuing in verse 4. Continue our Remus in versículo 4. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, Thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why go ye not me in house of Cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruled over my people over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. Ve y de, ve y di a mi siervo David. Así ha dicho Jehová. ¿Me has de edificar casa en que yo moré? Ciertamente, no he habitado en casas de este, de día en que saqué a los hijos de Israel de Egipto hasta hoy, sino que he andado en tienda y en tabernáculo, y en todo cuanto he andado con todos los hijos de Israel. ¿Qué hablaron? Yo palabra a alguno de las tribus de Israel. Again, I am mandado a presentar a mis pueblos de Israel diciendo, ¿Por qué no me habéis edificado casa de cedro? Ahora pues, dieras así a mi siervo David, así ha dicho Jehová de los ejércitos. Yo te tomé de redir de detrás de las ovejas para que fueses príncipe 
sobre mi pueblo, sobre Israel. Y he estado contigo en todo cuanto has andado delante de ti, he destruido a todos tus enemigos, y te, y te he dado nombre grande como el nombre de los grandes que hay en la tierra. Además, yo fijaré lugar a mi pueblo Israel y lo plantaré para que habite en su lugar y nunca más sea removido de los inicuos. Le aflijan más como al principio. Por favor, tome asiento. Please be seated. Think for me, if you would, this morning of something which you are very, very passionate about. I told the youth group, and, and I'll repeat it here, I want us to be excited and enthusiastic about coming to church. I really, and this is not in my notes, but I want us, when Sunday morning comes around, I want us to wake up like it's Christmas morning. We get to go to church, we get to go to church, we get to go to church. I hope our young people wake up our parents, we get to go to church today. I hope we don't get to sleep in on Sunday morning. I hope when you go to bed on Saturday nights, it's with enthusiasm. For some of you, you may have a great desire. It may be your desire. You want to see the Grand Canyon. Some of you may want to see Niagara Falls. You just want to see a bunch of water falling off a rock. Some of you have a desire maybe to tour Israel and to see the places where Jesus walked. Some of you may even want to build a mansion. Piensa por mí en algo que te apasione mucho. Para algunos, ¿es posible que tenga un gran deseo de ver el Gran Cañón? Algunos pueden tener el deseo de recorrer Israel, probablemente no en este día, uh, y ver los lugares por donde caminó, caminó Jesús. Es posible que algunos de ustedes quieran construir una mansión. A considerar tu pasión, ¿qué pasos estás tomando para que suceda? Si deseas hacer un viaje masivo, está ahorrando dinero, investigando rutas y posiblemente guías para su viaje. You consider your passion. What steps are you taking to see it happen? If you want to take a, a massive trip, are, are you saving money to make it? Are you researching the routes and possibly the guides who's going to take you around and show you what you want to see? If you're trying to build a mansion, what steps have you taken? Is it for you or is it for your future family? Are you sketching it out and drawing it out and what you want it to look like? I know in school we used to do that. We used to play the games and we draw our mansions that we wanted to live in. Have you found the property you want? Are you saving money for the construction? Are you researching who's the best engineer? Who's the best builder to build it? And probably you don't have to look very far. We've got most of the best in our church. Um, we can build it from the basement all the way up to the roof. And we can even landscape it. And God's blessed our church. Así estás tratando de construir un mansión. ¿Qué pasos has tomado? ¿Es para ti o para tu futura familia? ¿Estás esposando y dibujando cómo quieres que se vea? ¿Has encontrado la propiedad? ¿Estás ahorrando dinero para la construcción? ¿Estás investigando a los mejores constructores? Esa noche quiero que consideremos el tema de por qué venimos a la iglesia mirando al corazón de David. David, lo sabemos, era un hombre conforme al corazón de Dios. Aquí tiene una pasión y un deseo de hacer algo por Dios. This evening, I want us to consider the theme of why we come to church by looking at the heart of David. 
David, we know, was a man that God says is a man after his own heart. And here he has a passion, a desire to do something for God. And the scope of this message, just a transparency, I had four passages I want to go to tonight. We're going to one. I don't know if that means we have two messages, three messages, or four messages. But I cannot finish everything in one night. The plan is to start with the heart of David. And his plan will be executed by his son, Solomon. To examine this passage, what is our passion for the house of God? Notice again the verses we opened up for. It says in verse 1, And it came to pass when the king sat in his house, and the, the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies, that the king said unto Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in the house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. Versículos 1 y 2, Aconoció que cuando ya el rey habitaba en su casa. Después que Jehová la había dado reposo de todos sus enemigos en derredor, dio al rey a profeta Natán, mira ahora, yo habito en casa de Cedro, y Araca de Dios está entre cortinas. En ese momento de su vida, David se encuentra en una posición de tranquilidad. Ha sido bendecido y Dios le ha a daro descanso de sus enemigos. Así que tenemos contexto en el capítulo 6, David ha traído el arca del pacto de vuelta al tabernáculo. At this time in his life, David is in a period of peace and tranquility. He's, life is going good for David. His enemies have been taken care of. He's been blessed by God and the, the, the problem from attacks has been settled. And just so we have the context in, in chapter 6 of 2 Samuel, David has brought the Ark of the Covenant back to the tabernacle. It had been taken in battle by Eli's sons. They carried it there into battle, and the Philistines captured it. For those of you, for our young people, if you really want to read some fun things, you've got to read what happened to the Philistines when they took the Ark of the Covenant. They thought they captured Israel's God, and they couldn't get wait, wait to get rid of it. Um, the, it's, it's a fascinating story. Um, and so God gave them hemorrhoids. It was, it was a lot of fun. So you can read that. We're not going to get into that tonight. Um, but when they got rid of it, when the Philistines got rid of it, uh, George City benefited from it. Uzziah had been killed for touching it when they had moved it from the Philistines. That city, he touched it as he was not supposed to. Había sido tomar en batalla por los hijos de Eli. Los Philistines pensaron que era en mí por un tiempo. Luego, cuando se deshicieron de ella, Una ciudad judía se benefició de ella. Lucías había sido asesinado por tocarlo cuando lo habían movido incorrectamente. Ahora David se ha regocijado con el pueblo, porque acá está donde pertenece. Está en la tienda de Dios. Elegí la palabra tienda de, de campaña, campaña intencionadamente. Este es el lamento de David. Now David is rejoiced with the people because the Ark of the Covenant is back where it belongs. It's in the tent of God. And I chose that word intentionally. It's in a tent. 
That's David's lament. And again, to establish context, or um, de nuevo para establecer el contexto. This is near the beginning of David's reign. He has not yet sinned with Bathsheba. Solomon is not yet born. There's an important piece of information to bear. The temple will not be built until the fourth year of Solomon's reign. And as I'm teaching my um, kids in um, earth science, we're looking at dating the earth. One of the verses, very important to remember, is 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 1, because it tells us that from the day of the Exodus until the building of the temple is 480 years. And so we're able to start to date how old is the earth, and that is one of the key pieces of information. Esto es cerca del comienzo del reinado de David. Todavía no ha pecado con Betsabe. Salomón aún no ha nacido. Este es un dato importante que hay que tener en cuenta. El templo no se construirá hasta el cuarto año del reinado de Salomón. En segundo de Reyes, capítulo 6, versículo 1, no, la Biblia menciona es 480 años de éxito al establecer el templo de Salomón. Mientras David está sentado en su trono, está pensando. Está en paz y su mente es libre de vagar. David is sitting on his throne. He starts thinking. I know a lot of us do that, but David is here sitting on his throne and thinking. And he's at peace, and as he's at peace, his mind just begins to wander. Before we consider the musing of his mind, let me ask you, when you have free time, where does your mind go? What do you think about? Antes de considerar la reflexión de su mente, permítanme preguntarles, ¿cuándo tienes tiempo libre? ¿A dónde va tu mente? ¿Qué te parece acerca de David tiene algo de tiempo libre y su primer pensamiento es hacia Dios y la casa de Dios. Hace una pausa y se dé cuenta de que gracias a la bendición de Dios vive en un hermoso palacio. Vive en una casa de cedro. Es una casa permanente y doradera. David has a free time and his first thought is towards God and towards the house of God. He, he pauses and realizes that, that the, what he has is because of the blessing of God. He lives in a beautiful palace. It is a palace that is built out of cedar. It is a permanent and an enduring house. Meanwhile, the house of God is still curtains. It's portable. It's temporary. This was the house of the curtains or tent that led them through the wilderness. Mientras tanto, la casa de Dios sigue siendo cortinas. Es portátil y temporal. Esta era la casa de las cortinas, la tienda que los guiaba por el desierto. Si David tiene una casa establecida, no debería Dios tener también una casa establecida. If David has an established house, should not God also have an established house? You and I, we live in peace. We live in security. We live under the blessing of God. Everything we have, everything we own, is only because of the goodness of God upon our lives. 
What is our response? How do we respond? Ustedes y yo vivimos en paz y seguridad. Vivimos en la bendición de Dios. Todo lo que tenemos es el resultado de la bondad de Dios sobre nuestras vidas. ¿Cuál es nuestra respuesta? ¿Cómo respondemos? Para David, su primer pensamiento es así Dios. Inmediatamente comenzó a hacer planes para un lugar para Dios. For David, the first thought he has is toward God. He immediately begins making plans to have a place to build a house for God. Where our thoughts go when we have seasons of leisure is a measure of what is important to us. What do we dream? Not in our sleep, but as we ponder and we contemplate and think about the future. Donde van nuestros pensamientos cuando tenemos separadas de ocio es una medida de lo que es importante para nosotros. ¿Qué soñamos? No mientras dormimos, sino mientras reflexionamos sobre el futuro. El profeta tuvo que cambiar su consejo a David. The prophet had to change his counsel to David. Verse 3. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thine heart, for the Lord is with thee. Y Natán dijo al rey, Anda, Yes, todo lo que está en tu corazón, porque Jehová está contigo. Inicialmente, cuando David le dice a Natán lo que está pensando, Natán le dice que haga lo que desee. Se lee de plano permiso para perseguir todo su corazón. Después de todo, eso es algo bueno, y David es un hombre conforme al corazón de Dios. Inicialmente, cuando David tells Nathan what he's thinking about, what I'm planning, Nathan tells him, go, do what your desire is. If it's in your heart to do, you do it. He's given that full permission. After all, this is a good thing, and David's a man after God's heart. He has to come back the next day. Verses 5 through 7, God asks David a question. Dios le hace una pregunta a David en los versículos 5 a 7. Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord, Shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? Hey! Versículo 5, y di a mi siervo David, así ha dicho Jehová, tú me has de edificar casa en que yo moré. Ciertamente no he habitado en casas desde el día en que saqué a los hijos de Israel de Egipto hasta hoy, sino que he andado en tienda y en tabernáculo. En todo cuanto he andado con todos los hijos de Israel, he hablado yo palabra a alguna de las tribus de Israel a quien haya mandado a presentar a mi pueblo de Israel diciendo, ¿Por qué no me habéis edificado casa de cedro? Dios no le pidió a Dios que le construyera una casa en todos los años que la nación estuvo en el desierto. Dios no pidió una casa. Dios nunca mencionó que él que haría que el tabernáculo fuera solo un lugar temporal. God did not ask David to build him a house. 
In all the years that the nation was in the wilderness, God did not ask for a house. God never mentioned that he wanted the tabernacle to only be temporary. This desire is all of David. This is his will. This is his desire. Es el deseo todo de David. Es su voluntad y su deseo. En el versículo 8, Dios continúa. In verse 8, God continues. Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. Ora pues, dirás así a mi siervo David, así ha dicho Jehová de los ejércitos, yo te tomé del redil de detrás de las ovejas para que fueses príncipe sobre mi pueblo, sobre Israel. Dios le recuerda a David que él tomó a David de ser un pastor que seguía a los, las ovejas para convertirse en un gobernante sobre el pueblo de Dios. Todo lo que David tenía llegar a ser es por Dios. En el versículo 9, Dios estaba con David donde quiera que iba e hizo que su nombre fuera grande. In verse 8, God continued there. God reminds David, he took David from being a shepherd, following the sheep in the wilderness to become the ruler over God's people. All that David had become is as a result of God. Verse 9, God was with David everywhere he went, and he made his name to be great. Verse 10, God promises not just David, but the nation that they will be planted and have a place which was theirs permanently. They would have a place where they would not need to keep moving away from. En el versículo 10, Dios promete no solo a David, sino a la nación que ellos se harían plantados y tendrían un lugar que les pertenecía permanentemente. Tendrían un lugar del que no tendrían que alejarse una y otra vez. Okay, por favor, porque es más importante el versículo 10. Además, yo tiraré el lugar a mi pueblo Israel y lo plantaré para que habite en su lugar y nunca más sea removido. Ni los iniquos le aflijan más como al principio. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. There's coming a day when the nation will, of Israel will no longer be afflicted. The war they're currently going through will be a thing of the past, never to be repeated. This promise remains in the future and will be fulfilled starting in the millennial kingdom. Llegará un día que la nación ya no será afligida. Esta promesa se mantiene en el futuro y se cumplirá en el reino milenario. Nótese que cuando un líder piaroso toma decisiones para Dios, no es solo él mismo el que es bendecido. La nación entera será bendecida por la decisión que David tome aquí. Como recordatorio, estamos entrando en la temporada de elecciones. Hombres y mujeres se postulan para cargos públicos y hacen promesas y mienten para tener poder. Notice when a godly leader makes decisions for God, it's not just himself that is blessed. The entire nation will be blessed by the decision which David makes here. As a reminder, we're moving into election season, and you can be praying, and, and for those of you that can vote, please vote. Men and women are running for offices and making promises and lying to have power. 
Look for men and women of God who represent you. Look for someone who makes decisions based on God's word and not on the political wins. Many of our founding fathers are men who pastor churches. Today, if a pastor thinks about serving as a political representative, well, good luck to them. He's warned away from it by our society as well as by the church. Busca hombres y mujeres de Dios que te representen. Busca a alguien que tome decisiones basadas en la palabra de Dios y no es en los vientos políticos. Muchos de nuestros padres fundadores eran hombres que pastoreaban iglesias. Ahora sí, un pastor piensa en servir como representante político. Nuestra sociedad y la iglesia le advierten que no lo haga. Los libros de reyes y crónicas muestran lo que le sucede a una nación basada en el líder. Cuando tuvieron un rey pieroso, el reino prosperó. Cuando tuvieron un rey mavaro, la nación se movió hacia la maldad al considerar los ciclos electorales que se avecinan. Busque hombres y mujeres de Dios. Books of Kings and Chronicles show what happens to a nation based on its leader. When they had a godly king, the kingdom prospered. When they had a wicked king, the nation moved further and further into wickedness. The king's mother was also important. When she was wicked, a lot of times it's mentioned he had a wicked mother. The king was wicked. When he had a godly mother, he was godly. But as you consider the election cycles coming, look for men and women of God. Now in verses 11 and 12, God promises David that he will build a house for David. Ahora, en los versículos 11 y 12, Dios le promete a David que le... Construirá un casa, una casa. No de versículos 11 y 12. Desde el día en que puse jueces sobre mi pueblo Israel, y a ti de, te daré descanso de todos tus enemigos. Asimismo, Jehová te hace saber que él te hará casa. Y cuando tus días sean cumplidos, y duermas con tus padres, yo levantaré después de ti a uno de tu linaje, el cual procederá proceder de tus entrañas y afirmaré tu reino. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. And when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. David, God, David is promised by God that he will build a house for David. David no longer, or David had longed, he wanted to build God a house. He was planning. Now God tells David, David, I am going to build your house. Dios le promete a David que le construirá una casa. David anhelaba edificar una casa para Dios. Estaba planeando. Dios le dice a David que David tendrá una casa construida por Dios. Los versículos 13 y 14 son una profecía mesiánica. Como veré al principio del versículo 13, es un minuto. Uh, verses 13 and 14 are messianic prophecies. I, I will come back to the beginning of verse 13 in a minute, but notice what these verses. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish a throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with a rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. El 
edificará a casa a mi nombre. En un momento. Y yo afirmaré para siempre el trono de su reino. Lo seré el padre y el me será a mi hijo. Y si el hiciera mal, yo le castigaré con barra de hombres y con azotes de hijos de hombres. Volveré al principio del versículo 13 en un minuto a David. Se le promete que su hijo reinará sobre el reino para siempre. Se le dice que Dios sería el padre de su hijo. Jesucristo, el hijo de David, como se presenta en Mateo. Es el hijo de Dios, como se presenta en Lucas. En Hebreos, donde acabamos de leer, Dios llamaró a Jesús es hijo. A lo largo de los evangelios, Jesús se refirió a sí mismo como el hijo de Dios. David has promised that his son will reign over the kingdom forever. He is told that God would be the father of his son. Jesus Christ, the son of David, is presented in Matthew as the son of God as is presented in Luke. In Hebrews, where we've recently been reading, God called Jesus his son. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus referred to himself as the son of God. When his kingdom will be established, it will be an eternal kingdom. One day, the nation of Israel will come under their king and Jesus will rule over all people. Cuando su reino será establecido, será un reino eterno. Un día la nación de Israel estará bajo su rey. Jesús gobernará sobre todos sus pueblos. La otra parte del versículo 14 es que Dios no cambiará el reino de la niña de David. Ahora había pecado y había perdido la sucesión del trono. Esto se menciona en el versículo 15. The other portion of verse 14 is God will not change the kingdom from the line of David. Saul had sinned and lost a succession to the throne. That will be mentioned in verse, that is mentioned in verse 15. But the kings of day after David will sometimes be ungodly men. The line of the kingdom will continue through the line of David. When Jesus sits on the throne of David, it will be as the son of David. That is reiterated in verse 16. There we have the establishment of the eternal throne of Jesus Christ. Aunque los reyes después de David a veces serán nombres impíos, la línea del reino continuará a través de la línea de David. Cuando Jesús se siente en el trono de David, será como un hijo de David. Esto se reitera en el versículo 16. Ahí tenemos el establecimiento del trono eterno de Jesucristo. Verse 16. Será afirmar a tu casa y tu reino para siempre delante de tu rostro. Y tu trono será estable eternamente. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. In verse 18 to the end of the chapter, David pours out a prayer of praise and blessing God. He speaks of the greatness of God. I wanted to build you a house, and you determined to make me a house for a long time. This is not the way man thinks, but God is great. Versículo 18 hasta final del capítulo David derrama una oración de alabanza y bendición a Dios. Habla de la grandeza de Dios. Querría construirte una casa y tú decidido a hacerme una casa por mucho tiempo. Esa no es la forma en que el hombre piensa, pero Dios es grande. 
David registra su salmo de alabanza a Dios aquí en estos versículos. David recorda el salmo de praise to God here in these verses. Verse 13, versículo 13. He shall build a house for my name. Er, el rijo de David, edificará casa a mi nombre. Soldier, I'd come back to the beginning of verse 13. God promised David that his son would build the temple. David longed to do it, but he could not. Now he is told and promised that his son would. El día que volvería al principio del versículo 13, Dios le prometió a David que su hijo construiría el templo. David anhelaba hacerlo, pero no podía. Ahora se le dice y se le promete que su hijo no haría. Recuerde un momento. Eso es varios años antes antes del nacimiento de Salomón, David es temprano en su reinado. Al igual que Noé, Dios le hizo una promesa concerniente a un hijo que aún no tenía. Remember the timing. This is prior to the birth of Solomon. By several years. David is early into his reign, much like Noah. God made him a promise concerning his son when he still had, did not have him. I want us to spend this week thinking through this passage and with this thought. I want you to answer some questions honestly as we prepare to study next Sunday evening. Quiero que pasemos esta semana pensando en este pasaje y en este pensamiento. Quiero que respondas algunas preguntas con sinceridad mientras nos preparamos para estudiar el próximo domingo por la noche. David tenía un deseo. Él es bendecido por la deseo, sino que se le dice que su deseo será realizado por otra persona. Él no estará vivo cuando se logre. En cambio, su hijo hará la obra que anhelaba. David had a desire. He is blessed for the desire, but told that his desire will be performed by someone else. He will not be alive when it is accomplished. He will be resting, sleeping with the fa his fathers. It is his son who will do the work which he longed for. How would you respond? What would be your reaction if you were told that someone else would be the one to accomplish what you desired to do for God? ¿Cómo responderás tú? ¿Cuál sería tu reacción si te dijeron que alguien más sería lo que lograría lo que deseas para Dios? Creo que la mayoría de los que estamos aquí conocemos el resultado de David y sabemos nuestra respuesta, pero si somos honestos con nosotros mismos, ¿responderíamos de la manera en que lo hizo David? I think most of us here know the result for David. We know what our answer ought to be. But if we're honest with ourselves, would we respond the way David did? How did David respond? ¿Cómo respondió David? Well, wait, a continuación semana. Descubrelo. Come back next week and find out. So, young people, if you want to know what David did, just come back next week. It's a continuing message, a continuing story. Application. Aplicación en esta noche. Esta noche quiero hacerles un par de preguntas para cerrar el servicio. Cuando tienes tiempo libre, ¿cuál es tu proceso de pensamiento? ¿Qué es lo que anhelas? ¿Qué quieres? 
Cuando te reúnes con tus amigos, ¿qué te preocupa? ¿Qué planeas? Evening, I want to ask you a couple of questions to close the service. When you have downtime, time when you can just relax, what is your thought process? What is it that you long for? What do you want? When you get together with your friends, what are you concerned about? What do you talk about? What do you plan for? When you, when you start thinking and solving the world's problems, what are the world's problems you're trying to solve? David had a heart that desired the things of God. He longed to see God exalted in all the earth. What are we doing to exalt the name of God in our life? David tenía un corazón que deseaba las cosas de Dios. Anhelaba ver a Dios exaltado en toda la tierra. ¿Qué estamos haciendo para exaltar el nombre de Dios en nuestra vida? Vamos a orar. Let's pray.